So I had to help this friend of mine, Mark Gruchowski. Do you know him? The guy from New York City? I do know Mark. Anyways, he's taking a film class, so he's making a mockumentary, and uh, he wanted me to play an Australian guy. And uh, man, my Australian accent is perfect. We talked about this last week. Righty right. Didn't we? God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Did we talk about it? Did I do my accent? You didn't do the accent. Is that? Are you bringing it up because you'd like to do the accent? I'm not even doing an accent right now. I'm oh, just boy. speaking normal. We did talk about this, I, I do believe. Anyways, yeah, I'm not doing an accent. Fuck that. I'm just going to speak in my regular voice. I don't know. Are we starting the show? I don't know. I'm recording. I do declare there's times when an experiment. Can I I be so bold as to proffer a small, let us say, constabulary epigram? Constabulary. (laughs) If I may be so impertinent if i may sir may i just breathe out a few words and establish a sentence structure as judicious as my progeny predicates me to be i say please sir do if i may be so how shall we say blustery as to Make a a wind of consonants and syllables spray itself across an internet or an electronic web that spans the planet. If I may be so bold and say... If I may be so interconnected with you all out there. I would like to say this. Yes, we have started the podcast. <laughs> yes, we have. I will say we must have done something right last week because we got several new patrons, one of them high dollar patron. And we got several emails of people saying nice things. So I don't know if we struck a chord with the IOK community. But we should thank them, don't you think? Should we say thank you? Yeah, we should I mean we can say thank you or we can say thank God that you finally did the right thing as a human being and and started paying for this fine service that you've been getting for free for so long. I was definitely thinking about thanking God, not the actual people who did the thing. For where did they get their money from? From Gord. For where did they get their little hands to type on their little keyboards? Gord. Where did they get the mindfulness to subscribe on Patreon? Gord. They got it from Gord. And therefore, I thank God. If I may be so, how shall I put it? Bold? Expulsionary. And say this. Bravo. Mm. Bravo. Isimo. Well, we want to say bravo to God and to Joe B. Joe B! Jason Z. Jason Z. And Kelly Emery, who... Kelly Emery sent a note, too, that I will now read to you, Bob. And it's a nice note. Oh, let's hear it. Uh, 
It starts with, God damn it, really? This is how I feel most mornings when I wake up to our current world. But on the days I get to listen to your podcast, I get to feeling better, better about a lot of things. So I thought it was high time to pay up. I so appreciate and value your honesty and humor. And I love you both equally. No, really, if it was that lifeboat thing and I could only save one of you, I would just have to throw myself overboard. Keep up the great work, my brothers. Much love to you and your families. From Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. That's pretty sweet, Kelly. Thank you for sacrificing your own life to save one of ours. Well, I think she's saying that she couldn't save either of us. Yeah. So she would kill herself yeah, she with would, us. She, no, no. If, if, if one of us had to go, she would kill herself. And then we would both be spared. And I think that's the wise thing to do. If you're wondering like, hmm, who should I spare? Who's the most, who's going to provide the most joy and comfort in the world? Is it me or is it Clint and Bob? And the answer is Clint and Bob. So there you go. Do you have that shovel noise? The the digging, the, <laughs> throw that on there. Just throw oh, a little that it. shovel noise on there. Yo, if you could... If I may be so bold, please throw some shovel noise on it. I'm going to write an actual little jingle for it. It's like, Bobby's digging a hole. You can't crawl out because it's so goddamn deep. It's going to be a, a dig. Bob digs a hole. Guess what jingle. I did, dude? I digged myself a hole a long time ago. And guess what I built? A beautiful, luxurious palace underground. Bitch. <laughs> a bunker. So, so that's where I'm at. So when you hear me digging... I'm digging in my own palace. I'm like John Wick digging up them gold doubloons after they killed his puppy dog. I see that they've approved both John Wick 4 and 5. They're going to shoot them simultaneously. So I'm sure you're happy about that. I I don't I watched the third one recently and I really just don't get it. It's weird to just not get it. Not well, get a thing. The third one is the worst, but it's still great it's it's the worst of the john wick movies it's still better than most movies mm. Mm. dude i tell you i just watched a movie called return or enter the fat dragon with donnie when donnie yen in a fucking fat suit good god that movie was bad that sounds real bad it was so bad what do you do when you realize maybe it's 10 minutes in maybe it's 20 minutes in maybe it's 45 minutes in and you realize this movie sucks do you continue the movie do you finish it if it would have been a free movie on netflix i would have stopped watching it after five minutes but i paid for it so i watched every fucking second of it and i was not happy there's only one movie that i walked out of the theater because it was so bad and that was the and like i paid paid the money and just decided, even though I paid, I'm splitting. Can I let me guess what it is? Okay, Eric Bana the Hulk. God, that was fucking horrible. I saw that in the theater. That was bad. I did finish it though. I knew you did. But all right, what was it? Uh, now let me guess. Let me take a let me see if it's the same one. I I've walked out of two movies in my life. Let me see if okay. it's one of them. Okay, the first one was Chicago with Catherine Zeta Jones. Rough and our and our girl Renee Renee Zellweger and. Michael, Doug. no, not Michael Douglas, uh, Richard Gere. Yeah, Richard Gere and John C. Riley. Anyways, that movie we walked out of, me and my wife. And then my current wife, we walked out of a movie called 12 Years a Slave. You walked out of that? Wow. Well, we walked out, 15 minutes in, they were separating a family. They were separating the children from their parents. And we looked at each other and said, this is 
too, it's, it was during the middle of the day. I'm like, I don't want to get this bummed out this early in the day. Let's go. And we, I've never seen, I've never even watched that movie. I never will. It actually ends up being a good movie at the end. I'm sure it's great. I just can't stomach it. So tough to watch. Anyways, obviously it wasn't one of those movies. So which movie was it that you walked out of? It was the third Matrix film. I thought you were going to say the third uh, fucking, what's the one where they sew their mouths under their butts? Oh, no, that's Human Centipede. I've watched that several times. (laughs) Opposite problem, bro. I love that. They can't get you out of the theater. They're like, hey, man, the movie's over. And you're like, I'm like, I accidentally sewed my anus to this movie theater seat. Is it over? Because I sewed my mouth to this fucking bucket of popcorn, bitch. (laughs) I'm going to use the word bitch a lot today. It may shock you to hear that those Human Centipede movies did not get wide releases in theaters, bro. (laughs) It's a pretty fringe market of people who like those movies. Dude, how about the fucking FBI just... Like keeping tabs on whoever goes in and out of those fucking human centipede movies. I I would support that. I, I they're so fucked up that people who really love those movies, I would support maybe them being on some sort of watch list. Well, what again? I, we've talked about, it, but I don't give a fuck, dude. When somebody says, "Oh man, we've talked about something," guess what I do? I go, "Oh really? Have we used the word the before? Have we used that word? Oh, we have. Let's throw it in the fucking trash and never use it again." Well, it's useful to just say, because you might not remember that we talked about it, and it just saves the time. Dude, now, I don't remember what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast. Right, but I do. <laughs> so that's why we work together. That's why I'm just saying. We, I don't I'm know like, what hey, I man, we've just, we've covered that. You you can say, well, yes, I yes, and I'd like to talk of it again. And then we can do that. Yeah, and I'm going to keep using the word the. Anyway, so here's what I want to know. Because mm-hmm. I kind of know why I like watching movies over and over again. Why would you ever watch Human Centipede more than once? Well, it does have the factor of uh, if someone's never seen it and we're on the road, it's like, oh, dude, we're watching it. Because you almost want to watch it through someone else's eyes just to see them respond to it. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So that's one reason one might do that. Another is... You know, if you're doing the thing that people do now where you're just overwhelmed with options, so your happiness levels are just plummeted to less than zero, and you take the length of a movie trying to find something to watch, something you've seen before that just scratches whatever itch you're having can just solve that problem. Like, what am I in the mood for? There's too much pressure to watch something new and then have to like lean into it and figure out what's going on. And you're like, ah, I'll just watch The Human Centipede because it's hilarious and crazy. So that those would be the two reasons, but I don't watch, I don't repeat movies much anymore. Do you watch movies again anymore? There's certain, there's certain movies that I will rewatch over and over. And I've realized that the reason I like to watch them is I like to hang out with the characters, the characters or yeah. characters. So like I've watched that movie Mandy three times now. And oh, again, yeah. Yeah. usually it's because somebody hasn't seen it. I'm like, oh, I'll watch that with you. Yeah. So I can enjoy them experiencing it for the first time. But then there's a movie like like Eraserhead, which you recently revisited after decades, where you the movie's so well made that you really revisiting it multiple viewings is rewarding because you're catching different things. Yeah, about but it. I don't. Mandy's know, like that too. I don't know if I'll ever watch Eraserhead again. Right. I mean, maybe I'll watch it in another twenty five years, but I doubt it. I'll tell you a movie that I could watch. Several times a year. Well, a couple of them. They're both Scorsese movies. Casino and The Departed. 
the movie I've seen the most of Scorsese's Goodfellas, I've probably seen that four or five times. And I've probably seen Raging Bull three times. Ooh, Raging Bull was a one viewing for me. It's tough, but that one's tough, bro. Mean Streets too. I like me. I've seen Mean Streets three or four times. Um, Taxi Driver, I can watch more than once. And I've seen The Departed two or three times. And even though I like, I like The Departed. The only thing I don't like about it is Jack Nicholson. He's such a like comic book character in it. Like everybody else is so realistic, and then he shows up, and you're like, is this a cartoon? It's so stupid when he's on screen. Like that, that that scene where he's holding the hand, you know, in the oh, back. Oh, I love it. I, I find it scary. It's funny. That's a pretty common opinion. People hate like his Boston accent and they just think he really shit the bed in the movie. I, I argue with my friend Kevin about that all the time, but I've, I always found him scary. I found his character really believable and scary. No, I, not at all. Like it's just Jack Nicholson. At that point, it's just Jack Nicholson. Like I would have loved to have seen... Like Joe Pesci or something. Joe Pe- Joe Pesci with a ha- with a hand severed. He would have played that shit so fucking nonchalant. Like, oh yeah, he would have. He would have been scary. Bro. He wouldn't have done all that fucking scenery chewing that fucking Nicholson does. He's just doing yeah. all that stuff. It's like you got you don't need to do anything. You got a fucking severed hand. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Things that make a brother say hmm. Everyone else is so good, though, in it. Leo, everybody's Matt Damon, great. Mark, Mark Wahlberg, Mark, is Mark Wahlberg, phenomenal. Yeah. Let's check, check into an email here. We got an interesting email. You seem like you're in a good enough mood to hear this email because this is an interesting one, to say the least. Bob and Clint at gmail.com. We'll read shit like this on the show. Here we go. This is from Kay Sanders. It says, Ballsack skin. Dear Bob and Clint. And it says, Well, probably really more Bob. I was sitting on the couch tonight with my naked husband, and I noticed the skin on his ball sack looked different. I said, what the hell? Your ball sack skin looks old. Did you notice? He said, yeah, but I'm not old. I think I look pretty good for my age. I said, yeah, when did that happen? I guess I haven't checked out your ball sack in a while. And he said, zip. Then I said, I wonder what Bob and Clint think about ball sack skin. I'm going to ask them. I know how much Bob likes to talk about weird stuff. Clint, do more Gaffney plumbing stuff. That's some of the funny stuff you guys do. K. Sanders, P.S. Skin is weird. But having old skin's better than no skin. Have you ever painted a person with no skin? So, uh, on the subject of ball sack skin and it looking different, here's what I here's what I don't do at all ever. Look at my ball skin. I don't look at it. I only look at my dick to make sure I'm hitting where I'm supposed to be hitting when I'm peeing. Other than that, other than that. I ain't spending any time looking at my balls, sack, ball shaft, any part of the ball. How much TV watching are you doing with your wife in the nude? Dude, how much any time at all spending am I doing with my wife in the nude? I'll tell you how much. Very, very short periods (laughs) of time in the (laughs) D-A-R-K-A. Dude, I'm trying to keep a little bit of the fucking magic alive. And hey, me showing her my 54-year-old fucking underballs while we're watching TV is not going to do it. Mm, this is a different magic. <clears throat> I don't know what kind of... That's the dark arts. That's the dark magic. That's that black magic. That's the fucking... Yeah, that's the occult right there, dude. 
I don't play that's that some, game. That's some witchcraft. Yeah. Well, how about you? How much time do you spend with your balls just hanging out around your wife with your daughter walking in at any second, any moment your daughter could just walk in? Just never, never, just and never. The, it's the a solid time, never. The only time I'm nude is in the shower, and then I can't even look down, dude. I don't even look down. No, I just bathe. I just scrub a dub, and I get the fuck out of Dodge, bro. <laughs> We've, I've got a light in my shower. Like, Guess off, and that gets used. <laughs> Zero times. You shower in the dark? I still have a fucking incandescent bulb from the fucking 90s in that shower, dude. <laughs> There's no need to change it. No need to update it to an LED. It don't get used. Oh, my God, dude. Dude, last night I was I had to stay up late to finish my song just because my days are just crazy now. Teaching from seven thirty to two thirty with my kid, but got the song done at like three thirty a.m. Fell asleep in my studio chair, leaning back. Fucking studio chair broke, like in half. <laughs> and I'm not gonna try to assume that that's because of the LB gainage, but let's just put two and two together. But anyway, crashed into my studio like. Like, a, I haven't crashed out that fucking hard, dude. Like, a bunch of shit fell down. I scared my wife to death. She came downstairs. Chair obliterated. Oh, man. When was the last time you had a good fall? Like, a real fall? It's been a minute, but I had a fall two years ago. The way my kitchen and living room meet, there's, like, a little step there. And if you back, if you back the chair up from the dining room table back enough, it'll it'll catch that little step and then you, you just go back. And that happened a couple of years ago. And, uh, I tried to do one of those. Oh, I got this. Like the chair was going, I should have just gone with the chair. Cause the chair provides, you know, some cushioning, but I'm like, Oh, let me get my feet moving. Like in a fucking, <laughs> you know, roadrunner cartoon. Like so a my, cartoon. So my feet are like, and they're fucking, you know, grabbing some ground. Meanwhile, the chair is lo- is now in in front of me. I can see the chair now. That's fallen to the ground. Now I'm going backwards, trying to. Meanwhile, my you know I'm like 45 degrees going backwards. So I'm thinking like if I get enough speed, I'll be able to get my feet under me. And, and then I'll save myself. But what ends up happening is I end up fucking doing what I whatever momentum they use for like one of those catapults, whatever that thing is, where you have like a little bit of motion, then you add a lot of motion, and then you add something else, some more force to it, and then you're able to make it go real, real fast. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was able to do with my ass against the ground. So I just was like, and I just, I don't know what I did, dude, but my fucking butt hurt for a year. (laughs) You broke your coccyx. I don't know. I guess. I don't know if I broke whatever it was. Did anyone see it? I would love to. I I wouldn't want to see you get hurt, but I would. No, nobody saw the whole charade. No, nobody saw it. It was horrible. And then. You know, then I just got up and I was like, oh, that hurts. But then that level of hurt lasted for like six months. It was so weird. I just remembered that I did have a big fall recently and it was in front of a lot of people and some famous people. 
at the fucking airport. <laughs> oh my God, I just remember this. What happened? So flying in from a gig, I met baggage claim. So I have like a pedal board, my mono, two guitars on my back and a zip up bag and like a little rolly guy. And I'm going, I'm trying to go down. You have to go down these escalators to get to where you go to the Uber place. But then my wife texted me and said she was coming to pick me up. So I'm on an escalator going down, but I'm trying to go up that. Oh, no. You ever tried to do that? Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard if you don't have 80 pounds of gear on you. So I'm trying to just muscle through it. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to the very top and do wiped out really hard. And all my gear like scattered to the fucking winds. And they're like, you on any given like Sunday or like coming home kind of day, there's always lots of bands and other artists in baggage claim because everyone's gigging every weekend. Right. So it's Colby Calais. We had just done a gig with Colby Calais, like a little in the round and her and her band completely busted in front of all of them. It was so rough. It was so bad. No recovery, no way to make it look cool. And it actually hurt. <laughs> like hurt my leg really bad. <laughs> Some old man shit. Anyway, uh, let's read another email here before we split from this uh, Mesmerizing Hopefully episode. there's less nudity in this email. Yeah, I'm good on the ball sack talk. Let's see. This is from Aaron Bronner who says, Hey guys, longtime fan of Bob's just discovered the podcast. I got to say, and he uses this word, Bob, it's phenomenal. Yeah. You guys just talk about perspective shaping mood. Bob saying, look at the good and don't worry about what you can't control. And Clint saying, I'd like to, but I can't. Resonated with me big time. I've had some depression, nothing major, but when you're in an episode, it's not possible for me at least to pull myself out by looking at the positive because it all looks like shit at that point. Sure. But one thing I discovered through sheer dumb luck, basically when my kids were born, was heroin. that if I wasn't in it, is it <laughs> black tar heroin? Black tar uh, heroin works every time. Was that if I wasn't in a depressive state and I chose to be deliberate about focusing on the positive, which is what your advice was, Bob, and what's in my control, I could usually avoid falling into a depressive state. So what I'm getting at is, I guess that in my experience, you're both right. Hope that wasn't too earnest for Bob. Keep up the great work, guys. Aaron. Zip. Thank you, Aaron. With that, I'd say zip. Zippity doo da. Yay. Zippity Yeah. Uh, that's the thing about moods. When you're in good mood, part of your good mood is this idea that this good mood's going to last forever. And the reason that you're so depressed when you're depressed is because you don't see yourself ever not feeling horrible. That's part of depression. So when somebody says, hey, man, you'll you'll snap out of it. You're like, that's not what my mind is telling me, fuckhead. <laughs> <clears throat> so go pawn your smile on some other poor schmuck, bitch. Man, got the venom. Bobby got the teeth today. Well, I didn't take a nap, and I drank my lot of coffee to make up for the nap. So we got a guest today on the show, which I'm excited. Um, he's uh, he's 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 been a fixture. Um, he's been a fixture here in the neighborhood for years and years. Um, he started a plumbing supply place. I don't know back in the late '70s, and uh, he's here to tell. And he's a he's a sponsor of the show. Of course, this is a paid. I say he's a friend of the show, but he's he, he's paying us to be on the show. It's it's an advertising for his uh, it's an advertisement for his shop, and uh, we're glad he's here. Here he is. Please welcome to the show our good friend, Mister Gaffney. Uh, uh, Joe, is it Joe Gaffney? I, 
I just have always called you Mr. Gaffney. Well, they just call me Old Man Gaffney. Let me just start by saying that uh, plum tickled to be here. Now, and, uh, you, were, you had a little bit of a itch. You were, you were coughing a little bit. Is that... Do well, I need to be no, worried about well, that? Well, no, I tell you what, it's no COVID-19. I had a little bit of the kettle cough. And, uh, oh, you had a, bit of, but, a little uh, kettle cough. But uh, we cleared that right up a little bit. Of, I rubbed a little bit of oil on it and got some good sleep. Ate a couple of boy, bags of boiled peanuts I picked up on the side of the road. But anyway, yeah, I'm here to talk so about you just my So you just bit. found some peanuts on the side of the road? Well, surely I did. All right. Surely so, I did. Well, so, Edna down there on, on Route 63, she sells bags of boiled peanuts and, uh, in a brown paper bag. So we'll have to check those out sometime. So tell us a little bit about uh, about your uh, your your hardware. Is it a hardware store? Is it uh, specialized in just uh, bathroom we check fixtures? The plum- not not plumbing. We do the plumbing now. Most people don't realize that. Uh, in addition to the piping that we do, we also deal with the gas lines. And uh, if the pipes are humming, call Gaffney Plumbing. That's what we always say. What is it? What is what's what's your what's your? If your say? pipes are humming, call Gaffney Plumbing. Wait, if your if your what? If your pipes are what? If your pipes are humming, call Gaffney Plumbing. Okay, I think I got it. So if one word, I just I didn't quite catch it. If your pipes are humming, call Gaffney Plumbing. I I st- I'm, I we think fix your pipes uh, up. Yeah, we clean up your pipes. You clean you know, up the we pipes. Clog, yeah, we clean them out. And perhaps you have a gas now, leak. Now, are you? Are you related? We have another friend of the show sometimes that comes on. He's the youngest, oldest man. Are you related to him in any any way? Well, I come from a small town, and uh, I reckon I'm first and second, third cousins with lots of interesting people. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, we don't know his name. We just call him the youngest, oldest man, but uh, or the oldest, youngest man. Is it the oldest? I don't know. Anyways. All right. Well, we got to get back to the show. Tell, tell us one more time. What's, what's your... Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, just one more time, just remember, if those pipes are humming, call Gaffney Holzing. <laughs> we'll clean it right up. Y'all take care. All right. Thanks. Thanks for uh, man. We just made we just made a little bit of money. Old man Gaffney. One. Yeah, old man Gaffney. That was nice. We tried to we here's what we try to do. We've tried to keep the show free and ad free, uh, and that's why we have our Patreon, so we can keep it ad free for you people. Because nothing, nothing's worse than you're listening to a podcast, you're really getting into it, right? Zip, and all of a sudden there's an advertisement for Zip Recruiter, Recruiter or Mail dot com or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Mail dot com. <laughs> no, that oh stamps stamps dot com. <laughs> whatever the fuck it is. So we oh, don't do man. that. So we don't have ads. We keep it. We keep it clean. We keep it real, and to be able to do that, you guys got to do what you got to do, which is go to patreon.com backslash iok and sign up today. Get some extra stuff, but mainly keep us on the air by giving us your money. That's what people did this week, and uh, that's what you should do this week. As well. I think what's I think what's also cool about it, even another co- side of the coin of the ads is. We talk about some weird shit on this show. It can get really weird and cool and honest and dark. And if we had if we had sponsors of the show, like traditional yes. sponsors, yes. we wouldn't be able to go to the depths of what is possible in I'm Okayville and I'm Okay Land. I do do you mind if I interrupt you for just one second, sir? Doodly noted. I would like to say one thing before we go any further in this Please. podcast. 
I do believe that is the nomenclature. That is the correct vernacular, yes. Yes. What I would like to say is this. I do appreciate much more than I can even possibly put into any kind of language form. Much more so than I could possibly use my mouth, my lungs, the beating energy that flows through my body to create a communication, as it were, of a feeling from somewhere inside. But let me say this, if I may be so bold, to you and yours, on the I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay podcast. Thank you.